part of the reason why I enjoy it now more than I did maybe like five years ago is like, and actually one of the producers of uh, Someone Natael uh, Music said this, is that they're not dressed like fucking I agree. 20 dudes in like cowboy hats. Like, I actually was thinking the exact same thing. Uh, like they look cool as fuck, dude. Yeah. Like not, they got face tattoos. They're wearing like dude, modern shit. They're embracing the gangster rap appeal of it. They are embracing that side of it. And they're just like, like, yo, we are basically gangster rappers. Like, we, let's just fucking, like, lean into that side of it. Like, we like that Gucci. We like Cartier. We're going to rap about, like, getting our ladies fake tits, fake asses, and, like, Gucci, Cartier bags and, like, shit but like that. But we're going to do it with trumpet in the background. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With a trumpet, a fucking trombone, a tuba. And an accordion, motherfuckers. All right, folks, welcome back to another exciting episode of Vida Eva. You know, we are brought to you by today's sponsor, Mental Health Awareness. Don't be afraid to talk about it, because like you, we are also struggling inside. I think that's just you. No, that's... I got nothing. No, we're keeping that. I got nothing for today, folks. I'm all out. It's been tough for your bull pal. It's been hard times. What's going on this week, bud? Where are you having a tough week? We're once again without Leo. It's breaking my heart. I keep telling him we'll give him 5% of IPO. He says it's not good enough. I don't know what to do now. That's a generous offer. I know. At this point, I'm thinking of contacting his cousins to see if they want to do it in the low, low. Like a day laborer? A scalper. A scalper of some sort? Or a scab, that's what those fuckers are called. Yeah, scalpers are what they did yeah. in the uh <laughs> that's what they do in the Mexican American uh, entertainment war. industry. Bunch of scalps. You know they would pay money for like Indian scalps and Mexican scalps? Yeah. It's pretty nasty. Yeah. I remember reading about that shit during You who, know, I just got done cares? with the Blood Meridian, funny enough. Have you heard about that, Luis? The book, The Blood Meridian? It's are you talking about the No idea what it is. The what? The Lord of the Rings shit? No, no, no. Blood Meridian is a book by uh, Corey McCarthy. He wrote uh, The Road. He wrote... Um, the Wish. The Wish. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That's uh, C.S. Lewis. But not uh, not the same people. No, no, no. Uh, Corey McCarthy is... Uh, he's regarded as like one of the famous poets. People regard Blood Meridian as like one of the must-read books and all that stuff. And I just got done through with it. And, um, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I have a new sense of like righteousness in me, because a lot of the rhetoric is like from Bibles and all this stuff. And, like, okay, okay. Well, that translates perfectly into something I wanted to ask you. I'm a God-fearing man. Yes. On the podcast, Phil, keep that righteousness. You know, like channel that and keep that in mind with this next question. Yes. How do you feel about the last few weeks and how like some of your biggest heroes in life, specifically? Tucker and Mr. Trump himself have like had either legal troubles or uh, they've had like some job troubles. How does that make you feel, Phil? Well, I have no feelings at all because I don't view them as my heroes, nor do I digest any of their media one bit. I mean, honestly, we need you to be a representative here of of like some of these people and their and their and the people they represent. 
Look at my shirt. Or else, what do you bring here? Do you think this is a Fox News shirt? Yes. This is a CNN shirt. That is 100% like what every Fox News viewer who goes on a cruise brings. Like, they bring the three of those. No way, bro. This is what they bring. This is what that that energy, uh, what, that person that stole luggage on the uh, airports like three different times. They're the uh, Ministry of Energy or some shit. You're making a Tucker reference. What? Which I love. No, I'm making yeah, a good are. reference. You're making a Tucker reference. No, no, no. He's like famously the biggest guy who highlighted that story. I mean, all the media did, even no, CNN. But Tucker's the biggest guy. Your uh, majority report <coughs> is a big guy of this. See, that's the one thing I like about you. Since you got back from Guanajuato, you're more. Hey, uh, pro- hey, can we just give him a round of applause for not saying Guadalajara? For saying it correctly. For Thank not you. saying Guadalajara this time. Mm-hmm. Round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Round of applause. Insert round of applause here. Thank you. Thank you. See, that's a great thing about reading about the Blood Meridian because the timeline of that book, it's uh, set in the uh, Mexican, like the 1800s of Revolutionary War, the Wild Wild West, right? So, so when you're saying this this title, it's called the Blood Meridian? Yeah. Is what you're saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like the, um, you know, the way the sun sets over the horizon. Perfect. It's a term that they... And what's like the point. main stories in the in this book? It really just a tell about like uh, war and like heartbreak and like generational trauma and you know what the fate. best literature is about. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, f- real quick, What's are that? you dependent on the Zoom video? Um, no. Okay, because it's been frozen. Oh no. Yeah, okay. and it, it, if it stays frozen, that's fine. Because it's only affecting me, but I just wanted to give you a heads up. Thank you. That's really. Nice. I can still hear you. you. See, this is why we need Leo back so so quick, so quick. And you wanted to fire him. He's still fired at this point. He's in a sabbatical. All right, let's not let's not get sidetracked. Let's bring it back. Let's let's bring it all the way back. I uh, yeah, <clears throat> you've become much of a prick when you got back. You're over here, dude. You're... That's actually hilarious. I've been thinking the same thing about you. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, first off, you didn't hook me up with your family friend. Second off, you come over here talking about the fallen Tucker Carlson. You know I don't like Tucker, but I love Twitter. And he's uploading all of his episodes on Twitter now. First of all, you clearly love Tucker. You love Tucker-adjacent no. topics. Like, just because... What? The M&Ms have gotten too sexy. Am I the only one that's going to talk about that? Exactly. Luis, can you step in here, big brother? Yeah, as Tucker Carlson's number one fan, you know, I personally did take it a little bit hard when I found out that he was leaving the the Righteous Network. And ultimately, I think all that all we can do is, you know, bow our heads and say a prayer because that's what he would want us to do. Amen, brother. That or uh, go fishing. Did you see the video of him being accosted by like some dude while he's fishing? in? Uh, oh, I know. Central he handled Park? that like a boss, dude. Oh, yeah. He made himself look so likable. Mm-hmm. He's like, why Why are you filming me? Why? Why is that? Dude, for like 30 seconds, I forgot he was a Swanson family heir. <laughs> for like all of like 30 seconds. Hey, that's good on you. That's good on you. But, uh, yeah, no. There's a lot of, uh, you know, there's no good easy way to segue into your trip and whatnot, but we'll just do it naturally. This whole episode's off the railings, folks. I'm about two mezcals deep already. We got He's a new lying. setup we're working in. Why are you lying? Lying? You haven't even drank the first one. Folks, I got to be honest here. 
I am 85 days sober. Quan. Why are you lying about that? What? Yeah, I'm being truthful now. Do you have so little respect for your audience? All right, Mr. Cowboy, Mr. Caballero, take it away. Go on. Lead. Do something. Be fair. funny for once. Let's go. <laughs> Lead, right, cabron. Fair. fair. <sighs> Luis and I are going to take care of this for uh, the rest of the episode mm-hmm. since uh, our uh, I'm clocking Wild out West cowboy over here can't handle anything. Nope. Luis. Juan, yes, sir. How do we feel about this last trip that I took? Is there any questions that you had for me? Oh, dude, so many questions. uh, So this was supposed to be kind of more themed to last week when it was Cinco de Mayo. So this episode will actually be a Quince de Mayo themed. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Like a quinceanera. Like a quinceanera. Exactly. So instead of it being like a traditional. Let me fix this shit. Trying to figure out a comfortable way to wear this headset. I think I'm just going to have to cough up and spend money on a mic. I don't know. So, yeah, this was supposed to be more last week, but then uh, we ended up getting sidetracked and spent, what, 45 minutes talking about Bad Bunny and the WWE. Dude, Bad Bunny is what's up, dude. We had somebody comment. I wasn't going to bring it up, but somebody commented on the last podcast on uh, on YouTube saying, like, you guys are delusional. Bad Bunny's like six feet and like 200 pounds. I fucking told you fucking losers. You guys <laughs> and I was, You guys we had, we had no Leo to fat check us. You see exactly. you see a Hispanic guy, bro, and you just automatically assume he's short, bro. Well, like he's 5'7". He's bro, a short guy. I mean, king. compared to the other guy, he's like fucking 6'8". He's like yeah. yeah, I guess, but like he's still 6 foot. Anybody's 5'5 five five compared to that guy. That's still like a sturdy 6 foot motherfucker. And besides, it's yeah. mental health awareness. Can we not try to body shame Benito? I mean, as soon as I saw that, yeah, we should be like, body shaming fuck, you dude? instead. I was like, "What the fuck?" Benito doesn't need that. I don't need that either. I don't know where you were going with that. Oh, I was waiting for you guys to talk about Bad Bunny from last week. We don't need to talk again, about motherfucker. Shut the fuck up. Well, you guys brought yeah, up yeah. Bad Bunny. We don't need to talk about that. Fuck. You were like, oh, we oh were, you know we what? Interrupted, Luis. Luis, go on with what you were saying. Real quick, another thing. You know how Phil was complimenting uh, Rhea Ripley? Yeah. He's like, oh, my gosh, she's built like a goddess. She's got beautiful arms. She's gorgeous. She's a princess. And then shut the fuck up. And then Adriana was like, oh, is this the girl that (laughs) Phil was talking about? And she showed me a TikTok of her. And I was like, listen, man, that (laughs) if." She is very clearly your type. <laughs> what, what, what a big goth! I, I don't know what that says. Yeah, she just has like a, like her WWE look is very like like tough and like goth and dark makeup, and she's like the bad guy. And I was like, of course, Phil is into like the villain of the WWE, who's like, of course, wearing like deep dark eyeshadow and eyeliner, and I'm like. But the I I do like her because she's uh, with uh, Dominic Mysterio, which I think is fun. Oh, yeah. And I saw a video of him being an asshole on a Mexican podcast, which made me laugh. Because there's a famous picture of Rhea like whispering into his ear, and like I, they use it for a lot of promos. Mm-hmm. And the podcast or radio host was like, "Oh, what is she saying to you? Like in this in this picture?" And he goes, "Dominic goes, oh, you know what uh, she's telling me." And he goes, yeah. And he goes, all right. I've actually never told anyone this, but I'll, I like you, so I'm going to tell you. Um, she's actually telling me, who the fuck cares? 
<laughs> the radio host is like, oh man, like shit, yeah. dude. Next question. Like, <laughs> uh, moving on Thumbs from a dominate. Mexican me, uh, Mexican wrestler to a Mexican trip. Juan Legend was in our native state of Guanajuato. GTA, the first question GTA? I wanted to ask you was, did you feel unsafe at all? I'm going to really do my best job being an interviewer here and put on my Sean Evans hat. You know what? I, to... um, no, I did not. At no point did I feel unsafe. I spent uh, a majority of my trip in the city of GTO, GTO, and in like the place that my parents uh have a home with like a lot of brothers and sisters around so like i spent it in a relatively quiet rural area and then i spent it in a really safe urban area so like the mix of that made for like a really safe feeling trip um and yeah and like i even spent time time like um like participating in some of the nightlife of like the towns and shit so like there was opportunities for me to feel like that and no at any point did i feel unsafe or anything like that and that's really interesting because like i noticed that like the state department had like warnings about traveling to the state of gto of gto so that's uh i just thought that was Mm -hmm. kind of funny yeah my grandparents are actually here from the state of gto and uh when i went to go visit them uh and saw them but i think it was now two weeks ago when i spoke to them last they had mentioned that there isn't necessarily a policing policy, but what happens is that there is almost like a self-governed um, group that if somebody mugs you or steals from your store, causes you trouble, you actually go report that to one of the uh, informants and then they take matters into their own hands. Did you see in person any of these cases or did you also hear about this does it work that doesn't sound like it's gonna like lead to anything to i mean that is the way that a lot of small towns run themselves like it'll it'll be like narco governance like wow where like the sit like the police are seen as like kind of weak in the area so like people mm-hmm. just kind of don't even go to them that much versus like if they steal from like a wealth wealthy person in one of those neighborhoods then like Luis said um one of those informants will get told about it and it's in the best interest of uh the narcos in the area to not have like um federales or like any federal authorities um like smelling around for like this uh rich guy's like property or like theft or anything like that so they then they go take care of it because they don't want like like i said the feds coming around it sounds more peaceful than what we got here, honestly. <laughs> Is that what you think? Yeah. Hey, listen, we back our boys in blue here. God <laughs> damn it. I got friends who are police officers, genuinely. Yeah, so and you... I respect every single one of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Respect them and the wives that they beat. Yeah, Phil, this is very uh, incongruent with like the rest. Yeah, of the this is really ideology. off color from you. Yeah. This is really out of character. You were a back the blue kind of guy, but now you're saying, like, yeah. fuck that. We should just go around them. Bro, look at my shirt. I'm clearly Antifa, brother. You are so Florida today. You are the most Florida-looking person I've ever seen in my proud goddamn boy, life. Most Florida-looking person I've ever seen. No, You're darn right. Dude, that you actually, look like uh, that Torres guy, like 15 years later, if he really let himself go. What, the fucking, the bull? The leader of the Proud Boys guy. That Cuban motherfucker. Talking about that, like, animated bull that John Cena played? The no, Torres guy? The Yeah, Torres guy. 
Yeah, Ferdinand, think, whatever his name is. Yeah, I think that's the his bull. Name. He's like bald. He's a bald guy. He's Cuban. He's, he's got a little Florida. spectrum ring right there because he's you know. You know who I'm talking about, Red Luis? I have actually no idea. I'm, I'm looking it up boys. as we speak. No, he's some guy named Torres or something. We're drawing blanks here, brother. Looks like you know more about the Proud Boys than I do. You know what? And I've heard a lot of things about the GTO. A lot of the Proud Boys visit there. Is, Is that, that right? Tell me more. I heard that the uh, the reason why a lot of Proud Boys go there is because there's a, a very spooky element to Guanajuato. Deep in the mines, deep in the mountains. How many mountains are out there? It's very mountainy, right? Very yeah, Sierra type. Yeah, it's right in the middle of the Sierra Madre uh, uh, mountain range. So, mm, Or right at the end of it, I'm sorry. And Actually, uh, I found the, the leader of the Proud Boys. Uh, his name is Enrique Tario. That's the motherfucker I was talking about. I thought it was Torres, but it's Tario. That, that sounds you like a guy okay. from GTO. You he look looks like really cool. That guy let himself go. And like, like his hairline came back. He looks like, have you seen that documentary, The Cocaine Cowboys? On Netflix? It's been years, but uh, yeah. I'm, what am I Yeah, like, the he's... Pilot? Uh, yeah, one like pilot? the the guys who would who would who got so rich they they fucking made a boat race team. They were all like short. <laughs> can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was like complete silence. So I'm like, and I can't see your guys' <laughs> screen. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> Nah, you were just bobbing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just so yeah. All right, go on. Uh, yeah, they were just like, dude, those guys were the shit, man. The cocaine cowboys. I've heard really good things about that. It's- the documentary is really interesting because they're they're these the kings of Miami. They just made so much money off of fucking cocaine. like cocaine, and they needed a way to launder it and also spend it. That they just made a boat race team, and they were like on the most wanted list. For the FBI and for like the Miami police force, and they they had no idea what they were doing. They couldn't track these guys, and they were showing up on ESPN. <laughs> Dude, good for them! Uh, like, oh, and they take the win again. <laughs> Dude, but good for uh, them hiding in plain sight like that. Well, do you know who being famous is fun? Amazing. Do you know who let it happen underneath their watch as a governor? Hillary Clinton. Bill Clinton. You know, uh, they, no, it was of, really Hillary. It was though. Bill Clinton. It was those kids that they, Hillary was in charge. They found two kids that supposedly fell asleep after smoking too much of marijuana. Yeah, and then they stabbed themselves and they tied themselves up to the train. Well, they tracks. sucked their brain juice. Oh yeah, adrenochrome. Baby. And then the family hired an autopsy to be like, wait a minute, they weren't run over. By they the noticed train. their brain juice was missing. They were murdered. So, Instead yeah. of cocaine cowboy, you're more of a cannoli cowboy. I think that's the biggest difference between <laughs> you and these guys. Hey man, you keep talking like that way. I'll give you my cannoli, brother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but I anyways. bet you would. Anyways, moving on to moving my on next to question about it's churros, motherfuckers. Come on, churros, stay with the topic, guys. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Cannoli, a famous Italian dessert. You know what else is Italian? I don't want to hear about not Italian. chartreuse. <laughs> not chartreuse. Not chartreuse. Yeah, we're not this even drinking actually, chartreuse. Is it a GTO? You're not drinking chartreuse. No, we you had me look to, up all this information we on chartreuse to, today. We're not drinking it yet. We're, um, if I if I may. Do, do you see this guy? Do you see what we got to work with here? I can't see. I can't see your. your if I may, Luis, can I have you look up something called cupreata agave? And then me and yeah, Phil, I'm sure that's Phil a very are, easy thing to to write out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> nah, yeah. Bring, can you bring see, up some Latin? Is there see, a Latin keyboard on there? So people who 
don't know their vowels, that mm-hmm. sounds hard. But like to people like Luis that uh, can, can you re- their vowels. Can you repeat it one more time? Okay, so it's going to be cupre. Cupre a ta. T-A. Ta agave. Cupre a ta agave. This is, and then, this is great and then find tasty notes. Can you, sp- can okay. you say pronounce this with me? Can can you help me uh, break down the tasty notes of this? Of oh, the mezcal? Yes. Oh, I'll tell you one thing. From the uh, mezcal is famous from the what Jalisco area? Right? No, it's uh, Oaxaca, uh, Guanajuato, and then like a few other states. Now, what we'll classify the mezcal? Is it the sweetness of the of the agave from the cacti? Or? Great question, Phil. Uh, me- what classifies it as mezcal is that it is made from agave, and it is an agave distillate mm-hmm. made within like a protected region and with pr- uh, protected ancient methods. Wow, this is like Mexican moonshine. No, um, moonshine it, is way less protected. Like, oh, um, it's much more akin to like bourbon. Okay, because okay, bourbon okay. is like has rules. You can only make it a certain way. True, you can true. only use certain ingredients. And they're both long in tradition history as well. Yeah, uh, with mezcal even a little bit longer. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so this is the Mexican bourbon. Pretty cool when you like break it down yeah, to American. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. When it you makes break it, it down into American. It makes yeah. everything so much easier. Am I right, folks, or am I right? I actually had a bartender buddy that I gave a sample of this that said that it smelled like a really good bourbon. But to me, it's like a little funky for that. Yeah, uh, you know, mezcal is normally going to have that smoky taste, that you know, the earthy taste. Uh, the last time we had a mezcal drink, I looked this up not too long ago. It was when we had the uh, the uh, graphic designer of uh, Rotasis, um, Yelly Designs. True, true. We were drinking uh, mezcal negronis. Yep. Yeah. And uh, same on to that same similar like note taste from before. It's still that smokiness to it, but there's a little bit of sweetness to this one. There's a lot of sweetness, right? It, it lingers after the you know the smoky, earthy, wormy taste. You know, a little bit of the mud in there. You know what I mean? But then once you, you know, let it nibble on it in your mouth, you know, munch on that a little bit, then it becomes very sweet, like a like a sugar cane. What do you smell in this, bud? Oh, my God. I smell liquor. No, it's uh, kind of like a like a new shoe, if that makes sense. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost like a new rubber sort of smell? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the end of the dishwashing day. You're taking out the garbage. Oh, God damn it. You're making this sound so unappetizing. <laughs> and you come back to the dishwasher, your boots are all wet, and you're like, nah, that's t- the smell. That's a clean smell right there. To me, and what is like typical of this specific style of agave, because this is a um, what's called cupreata agave, um, it has very prominent like lactic acid sort of notes or like... Um, like funky cheese, uh, sour cream. That like might just be Greek your fingers, yogurt, my man. Like sort of like notes. Oh, the and, Greek yogurt, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like the longer you leave it out, the more prominent it, it gets. Like the more the oxygen like turns it into a more Greek mm. yogurty sort of like smelling smell. You could really taste the uh, antibiotics in it, the bacteria that molds into it, much like yogurt and cottage cheese. Agreed. Yes. And uh, that's kind of how I like my women, like my women scale. But yeah, this is uh, full of a cottage cheese cellulite. A um, like unlabeled sort of bottle from a little mixology bar that we went to. I believe the brand is called Mas M A S. Um, it's just a suit. I would probably say this is the best mezcal I've ever tasted because it's God so damn. 
It's like so easy to sip. Would you say that that was a hard sip? No, not at all. Yeah, like I would say as far as like a sipping mezcal, this is probably the easiest one I've ever um, tasted because it was so layered and like keeps you coming back for more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Just it's a very interesting tasting mezcal. How about yourself, Luis? Did you find anything interesting as far as uh, this particular agave type goes? So the the notes that I did find, and they're all from different reviewers. They're all they all seem to follow a similar pattern, which is a lot of a lot of pine in the palate, but then they're also all stating citrus, specifically grapefruit. So that kind of excites me to try this very soon. You guys are saying it's the best mezcal, specifically you, Juan, that you've ever tasted. And so something like this, you're thinking about having ice on a hot summer day and, you know, maybe having it with grapefruit juice or just over some ice and club soda, I think would be phenomenal. Um, of a mezcal paloma. One of the yeah, best that just sounds really, really drinks. fun. Yeah. And, and then there's, you know, everybody seems to like it. People are saying it's a very big flavor. The other note that people are seem to be reviewing is pepper. You know, is that I can see I that. Know you guys like a white you got, pepper, you guys, black pepper sort of thing. Yeah, you guys didn't mention that yet, but is that something that you guys are are getting besides yeah. the smokiness? Oh yeah, I feel like with like white pepper, black pepper, lemon uh, sort of notes are like a very mm-hmm. safe uh, bet to describe with almost an, any distillate. Just because, mm. like, ethanol tastes so much like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, almost yeah, totally. any time you make a distillate, like, whether that be moonshine or uh, brandy or d- mezcal, it's going to have yeah. at least subtle, like, like black pepper, lemon sort of thing, just because that's kind of what ethanol tastes like. You know what's funny is I just had uh, 10 lemon pepper wings from Wingstop, so I think I can definitely relate to that. (laughs) See, that's the universe agreeing with you. Exactly. You know, what are the odds that I, today's the first time I had Wingstop, and uh, here we are talking about lemon and pepper and and liquor specifically. It's not a coincidence, Luis, I can tell you. It's not a coincidence. The universe is... uh, um, coming in on itself. Uh, yeah, no, I'd love to get back into some some questions I have for your Mexico trip. Having this being the second time that you're visiting within the span of about 14 months, did you feel a lot more comfortable with, you know, not necessarily your Spanish, but your vocabulary with talking to the locals, with getting around? Drink the water first. Um, 100%, Luis. Uh, this time when we showed up to the city at GTO, GTO, like we were... We felt like like we know where we want to go. We know like we've seen the big sites the first time around. We know what part of like the culture we want to participate in the city, which is going to be like a little bit of art during the day, but a lot of night night time and like dinner time sort of like whether that be restaurants or bars or shit like that. Like we wanted to see like some of the best offerings that the city has, um, you know, being like we fucking have a foodie type podcast like. Like we live and breathe that shit. So we were we were there. We were participating in that. We had a great time. Um, I have uh, Phil over here uh, to my left is trying uh, one of the mezcal products that we brought over from our trip. On one of the one of the uh, days, we took a a tour ride to the tomb of a probably 
Mexico's most famous composer or uh, song author, uh, which would what's his name again? Uh, Lupe Luis Rivera. Juan. Uh, Luis. What the fuck? Luis Miguel. Luis Alfredo okay. Jimenez. Uh, can you double check that for me, bud? It's just super embarrassing, but that motherfucker is from like 20 minutes away from where I'm from. And like that dude is like the OG Vicente Fernandez. He wrote like half of Vicente Fernandez's songs that he sings out there, like El Rey and shit like that. That me there. Yes, he was born in Do, Do, Dolores, Dolores Hidalgo. Hidalgo de Guanajuato, and he was discovered in 1948 by singer Miguel Aceves Mejia. And according to Mejia, Jimenez did not play an instrument. Jimenez did not even know the Spanish word for waltz or what keys his songs were in. So they became friends, and the rest is history. But we did get his name right, Jose Alfredo. Jose, uh, yes, you did. Because okay. I was able to Google him pretty much spot on. Jose Alfredo Jimenez. Perfect. That's the one thing I do appreciate about Mexican music. That you don't really need to be like talented to like go very far in Mexican music. There's that famous... The, listen, there's... listen to this. Listen to this, dude. What Hold kind on. of idiot, listen comment, to this guy, man. stupid, benign, dim-witted... I mean, where do I even start? Well, first off, you said this guy couldn't play an instrument, right? And then there's the case of the famous uh, Mexican singer guy. What's his name? Villantos Sanchez. Uh, he's famous because right before he performed a song, his last song, he got a note from the cartel from Sinaloa. Like, Yo, what, what was his name? Frankie Sanchez something. I know it was Sanchez. I forgot his first name. I have a, I'm have. i a producer. I'm already one week ahead. We got TMI in the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's phenomenal. I think that just highlights how little I'm, you know I'm, about I'm, what you're talking. I'm literally about. producing one week, and I'm like, bam! But Can was, you shut the fuck up and talk about what you're trying to talk about? Uh, he couldn't. He couldn't sing. He couldn't uh, sing a note neither, and like he so became super famous. It's almost like a Bob Dylan sort of thing. Bob Dylan could sing. He spoke like this. Uh, that's singing. He's Bob like super Dylan. famous for having like a super screechy voice. Yeah, man, I'm Bob Dylan, man. Yeah. Bob. All right. Like a rolling stone. Okay, anyway. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. You, know, you know who I'm talking about. We're talking about the... We knew this was going to happen. You know who I'm talking about. We're talking about the Mexican rolling stone here. We knew this was going to happen, Luis. His, his last song... Not? You can look him up on YouTube. He's a good guy. He's talking about Chalino Sanchez. Thank you, Chalino And he's, like, Sanchez. famous for, like, the, like, gangster rap version of music that... Narco Mexico, no, yeah, the Mexico has produced. As they pronounce it in their heritage, narco norquitos. Yes, what he said, narco norquitos. Narco norquitos. Narco taquitos. Yes. But anyways, Luis, where what was even your your the topic you were bringing up? My was? my initial question. Yeah, yes. it was about you, you did answer it uh, for the most part. I was talking about getting around the city and feeling comfortable since this is the second time you're visiting. Dude, I was super comfortable. Super comfortable. Yeah, GTO, GTO, you can be out until like four in the morning and feel comfortable. You just might see some like spirits, like because it's like a ancient city that's been around since like the fifteen hundreds. So I'm not gonna say that like you might not get like fucked with. And the the narrow walkways are probably like in some like spots they probably uh shrink down to like six feet across. So it can feel like a little narrow when you're walking through the alleyways because it's an ancient city where like they didn't plan on having cars, so they just made it like super walkable. Um, 
but yeah, uh, I felt super safe. Uh, like I said before, or, uh, the city only has like three entrances, so uh, there's like very little way for narcos to uh, uh, plant their way in there. You know, knock on wood, or uh, because there's not a whole lot of ways for um, them to have their trucks or like to, for them to like set up like a a blockade or anything like that. Um, just because there's yeah. very few entrances into the city. And, like, you're having to go through, like, a national security, like, fucking checkpoint when you're, like, going into the city, basically. Since you mentioned I do kind of... Oh. 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 I was going to ask him about the narrow stairways. There's a legend there that, uh... It's a story. It's just the... the Like you say, the pathways, the alleys are so narrow, and, like, there's a lot of stairs and all this bullshit, right? Yeah. There's a forbidden love, like, their version of a Romeo and Juliet. There is. From, like, a thousand years ago, hundreds years ago. Carlos y Ana. Carlos y Ana. Y Ana. Or something like that. One of those Mexican-sounding names. Am I right or am I right, folks? But, um, yeah, no. So it was like a, a, a Romeo and Juliet or, a, you know, a Capulet and Ana. And it was a forbidden love. They both took each other's life. And now it's like good luck to kiss on the third step. If you don't kiss on the third step on this famous, like, pathways or whatever. Um, it's, I don't remember that they did take each other's life. Something like that. Romeo and Juliet did. I don't know about the Carlos Yana. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know that Carlos Yana did. But what uh, my friend Phil over here is describing is uh, like one of Guanajuato's uh, <coughs> most famous legends. Um, Guanajuato is a city of many legends, I would say, like a few dozen. And very spooky. Um, it has a lot of different legends about a lot of different subjects, whether that be history, the revolution, like paranormal shit. Um, or like a romantic one, like the one Philip is talking about right now, where mm-hmm. um, there was a a history of a Creole woman named Ana, who which is a woman who comes from Spanish descent, but that was born in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So like they were seen as like lower on the caste system I that was <laughs> of a white supremacy. Oil. No, Creole? they were seen as like lower on the caste system of white supremacy. Like they still had to like say the spa- if they were from the the motherland, they were still seen as superior, but they were right below them. And that's what she was, and like she was like told to never like talk to the miners or talk to to like the underclass, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, right in front of her, um, because of what he was talking about, the narrow um, alleyways, and sometimes the buildings can be so close to each other that like when when they are on each other's balcony or on their own balcony, they can like reach over and touch the person in an- another balcony, so they can be like si- um, I don't know, I would say like two feet away you know like where you can reach over and touch each other oh, yeah. uh and th- that happens to be one of the these uh alleyways which is uh, famously dubbed um the uh kiss alleyway or el callejon del beso it sounds a lot prettier in spanish i don't know how everything to, in spanish sounds a lot i don't know prettier. how to the that doesn't sound pretty at all in english like the kissing alleyway or like that sounds like dirty and high schooly and immature but uh point is uh, this this place uh, happened. Um, the woman famously fell in love because her dad told him told her not to love that guy. Like most ladies, yeah, yeah like, like most ladies, they were like "fuck you, dad," and like I like what I like, uh-huh. and uh, they were into each other. And somehow, uh, either one of them or both of them died. Point is, they couldn't be together, and uh, that like kind of dubbed that alleyway like as a a place of where you it can make or break your relationship. Yeah. If you kiss on the right uh, stair- stepway where they would kiss. Um, it would 
uh, grant you like a dozen years of good luck or something. Like 80 something. Yeah, like some, something like that versus if you didn't, it would grant you many years of bad luck. Mm-hmm. So it's just a fun little like local lore like that that was like based off of slavery and uh, <laughs> mining and uh, local history. Exploitation. Between, uh, y- you know, the, like the whites and the indigenous and like their relationships. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, honestly. Right. It's pretty. It's, it's very history. beautiful. Yeah. That's critical race theory, dude. That's CRG, dude. Oh, God damn it, Tucker. All right. Let's bring it back to you, Luis. Do you have any, yeah, I'm, I'm, any thoughts I'm looking, about uh, El Callejón del Beso, amigo? I'm actually looking at it now, and it definitely is on the third step for a lifetime of luck in love. Um, if if a kiss grants you a lifetime of luck, what does a blowjob on the third step get you? Am I right, folks? I get you fucking superpowers. <laughs> you become Homelander you become from the Thanos, boys. bro. Yeah. Gets you superpowers. That shit is true. You, you, you end up be, you end up traveling through time and meeting Anna herself. <laughs> oh, dude, there's gonna be like a space time continuum or a rip in in space yeah. and time, right in the center of your dick hole, and that's yeah. where like the wormhole is gonna like appear from. Yeah, exactly. So you're gonna go back back in time, and then you're. <laughs> Your mother's gonna want to sleep with you, like like in Back what to the, the Future. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like in that famous movie, Back to the Future. <laughs> Man, we're we're over here having fun. You're talking about incest. Yeah, you fucking weirdo. God, we can never trust you, Luis. <laughs> Famously, <laughs> there are, are different kinds of retreats uh, that uh, the Western culture is traveling to Mexico for. One of them being an ayahuasca retreat and the other one being a darkness retreat where people are cementing themselves inside of a dark room and spending about seven days in complete darkness, much to what Aaron Rodgers did before making his decisions to leave in the Green Bay Packers and joining the New York Jets. Are either of these retreats in your interest or in your near future? Dude, I want to do the ayahuasca one. In GTO? Wherever. or I've seen that in Tulum. That's where I've seen that. In the Yucatan Peninsula. Because it's a lot more... Uh, there's like... Like a, half the people there speak Mayan. Oh, wow. Like And uh, yeah, like it, it's a heart of like... Uh, what's left of Mayan civilization. The people from El Dorado? Like the cartoon? Like that civilization i guess so yeah um, that's pretty badass yeah um and and uh the last time i was there i walked past a a ad that had joe rogan's face plastered all over it and that would say the god molecule come um stay with the shaman and uh take the god molecule and then i looked up what it was and it was bufo alvarius i still remember which is uh the latin name for this uh, uh frog where they like take the the sweat off of it and they like smoke that shit, and uh, yeah, it's I believe DMT. that is DMT. That is DMT. I believe that's DMT. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. And like they have Joe Rogan's face plastered everywhere, so I want to go do that shit. Marketing sells. Mm-hmm. What about the darkness retreat? Because this one actually does pique my interest as a uh, crazy self-indulgent, uh, self-health, fitness guru like myself. Mm-hmm. Would you be interested at all in doing it? Oh, personally, me, 100%. 
like Luis is saying, I want a good reset of my body. Really get to know yourself, right? Because like, yeah. who, who knows? You might come out a completely different person. You might leave there with different pronouns. That might be. I cool. know. They talk about you know doing this dopamine <laughs> detox. Why do you always hint at that? <laughs> Just say it. Say what you gotta say. Say what? Whatever you're thinking about with your pronouns. I'm saying the dark retreat can bring out the best of you. And you were yeah, talking man. about you might come out with different pronouns. You don't know, man. I've never been alone in a cave for seven days. Dude, seven days in complete darkness. Could you imagine? No like, phone, that's, no nothing. That for sure changes your fucking perspective at least a little bit for mm-hmm. at least 24 hours. And then you're back to scrolling it's TikTok for hours. <laughs> yeah, being a piece. Of, yeah, being a fucking disgusting pig. But you, you're more oh. insightful this time, though. You're yeah, you're at least like, uh, like I oh, should I should do this less. I'm pigging out right now. I'm going to have yeah. to go ahead and disagree, boys. I think uh, you don't think the seven day darkness specifically. Retreat? I don't think for me or you, Phil, maybe Luis, but for our ADHD brains, I think uh, we would come out with like the sort of PTSD that like prisoners come Mo- out with that Molly gives you <laughs> like more like a bad trip gives you right. rather than like a positive out- outcome. I, I feel would... like by the third day we would be like, turn on the fucking lights. I want to get the fuck out of here. Like, I'll pay you three times. Let me the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, honestly, I think that it'd be if Luis and I did it, our outcomes would be very different. He would be very proactive and like go one piece on this, right? Or you know what? Man. I feel like Luis would come out with PTSD as well. I would. Yeah, I'm picturing what Juan just said. just be like, open the goddamn door. I'm out of the. Oh, dude. dude, and obviously you have to do something like this naked, like clearly for, for that's s- what Jesus did. Just so it feels <laughs> as primal as possible. We just Im- Im- barricade ourselves with a giant rock. Come back seven days later. Some naked and afraid just... type shit, but in the dark. Oh my in the god! Dark. Yeah. Do the best is because they lock you in there and they don't come back for seven <laughs> days. <laughs> you would just be pounding on the door for no one to hear you. <laughs> Dude, and then the monsters in your head just get louder and louder. <laughs> and you're like, God, please stop. <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> please, please have mercy, it. God. <laughs> you were an atheist when you went in there. <laughs> Come out just a God-fearing man. <laughs> Terrified I writing the your best own. novel ever? Like, I should have just done the ayahuasca. That would have been way less scary. <laughs> Wait, can I do ayahuasca in the dark cave? <laughs> yeah, if you want that to, would be, man. Oh yeah. my god! No, this is everything. Whatever you want to no. do, that I, that could, yeah. I could probably do. I could probably do that. Can I ask you guys something? What's up? Please, out, please. out of like some of the descriptions that I've talked about my trip, um, is there any like aspect of those things that I've talked about, like whether that be nightlife, art, restaurants, uh, museum type shit that you guys like would be interested in, like someday, someday looking at yourselves? I think the mus- the mummy museum is kind of cool, but like at the same time, it's like, you know how the Wisconsin Dells has like the museum of like classified like crazy things. Oh, the Ripley's museum, the Ripley's thing. Yeah, yeah, the Ripley's one, and there's the one with the T Rex outside. Yeah, it's like I forget what it's called. Okay, but Let- I think the mummy one would be cool, but overrated at the same time. I'll give you a quick breakdown of that. Uh, the the Ripley's thing one, 
All right, don't disrespect it that much. All right, <laughs> like it's like that's a pride and joy. It's Wisconsin. like a UNESCO like like world protected heritage site. Like it's it's mm-hmm. like naturally occurring mummies that nobody made. Like nobody like manipulated in any human way just like the mineral makeup of the land mummified a bunch of people somehow Mm -hmm. so like that's like pretty unique um but it's very overrated and you get over it in like 30 minutes it's like it's like yeah i get it like yeah mummies are cool like i get it yeah another mummy another different size Mm -hmm. but so like you you go one time and you're over it and he, and he, so you're kind of, you're kind of right. It's yeah. just not as bad as Ripley's, believe it or not. Honestly, I think the most intan- entertainment you're going to find is like what you said, out in the streets. None of these bars, none of these restaurants. You want to be out there with the, with the, the rats, the, the scum of the scum. The people that know the streets. All right, Luis, how about yourself? You ever seen Aladdin? Like I shouldn't, I, I should have known this guy wouldn't have taken it seriously. I take it seriously. I'm I agree. Serious. What? That, that that was disrespectful to Juan and my people of the beautiful state of Guanajuato. Your people, you uh, you and Juan are inside the restaurants eating food. I'm out there with the real people of Guanajuato. I'm out there like playing chess, playing jacks, playing marble. You guys are eating. You're out there with the house. You're out there with the housing challenge, trying to score your next dope. The real people of GTO. How dare you throw that slander? Uh, No, to answer your question, I think it would definitely be um, just traveling around and kind of, you know, making my own path and not necessarily going to any one or two destinations. Um, Like, uh, you know, I probably talked about it enough, but it's been a year since uh, I went to Greece and that made me realize just how small you are in, in such a big world. So I think it would just be uh, going there in general and having some time away from my phone and my screens. And if there was one uh, site that I, that I would have to name, it would probably be where my uh, grandparents live because I have a lot of fond memories and core memories from when I was a kid that you know is in the state of Guanajuato. So it'd probably be to that. Not a touristic attraction per mm-hmm. se, but um, you talk about how you spend so much time with your family, Juan, and it definitely makes me want to go out there and like see where they came from and relive those memories that I, I had as a kid. I don't know if you kid. guys have uh, grandparents, guys, but if you do, they have expiration dates. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, it was that was kind of sad to see. And if you have one, like uh, take yeah, they get old as fuck. Take advantage of it ASAP. Yeah, man, that's a good point. Yeah, you don't realize, but like you look at them and like, I mean, no disrespect to my grandparents, but as I was talking to them, I could see them just so checked out, just could not give. Like my grandpa, on both sides of my parents, like mm-hmm. the grandpa does not care what the fuck I do. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I'm talking to him, and like as if you're talking to me right now, he'd be like, "See me call, see." Like just could not like. I might as well be speaking fucking Chinese to him. Like he just does. They're yeah, just once, so checked once out. Once they get a certain age, they just they're checked out all day. You know. Yeah, they're just like you know. Well, maybe you the, two, but like my grandma was very hot. She was a hot piece of ass back then. So she had my mom pretty young. There we go. That's one way to start, and, baby. You know, Keep going to my, my hot grandma. And then my mom <laughs> had me pretty young. Wait, wait. Describe her for us. Like, what's her body shape? Yeah, it's not her body shape. It's her, the her cooking. It could rise any penis up from the a grave. real Martha Stewart type. Uh-huh. And she needs it now. Mm. My grandpa died this year, oh, 2023. 
So like she's, you know, I forgot his grandma's day. Didn't get a gift for her. I'm, no, 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 no. You're a piece of shit. Hey, that could be you. You can come pleasure. Would Would Alondra give you the pass? No. To pleasure my grandma? No. no. I mean, I was your don't, best man. This don't is like be rude. A, a, a reciprocate. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Don't be disrespectful. Don't be disrespectful. <laughs> this is one good thing. This is your good day to go to heaven. No, shut the fuck up. You can bring pleasure to my grandma one more time. Dude, Juan would break your grandma. No way, dude. My grandma's fucking fit and sturdy as hell. Juan and I have had sleepovers, and let me tell you, man, he would break your grandmother. <laughs> dude, my grandma, no joke. She her ass is up at five in the morning. She makes tamales for like the village. She goes around for the so, village. I love it. No, literally. Yeah. yeah. And like she goes around, she makes a little scratch in the money, selling tamales. Dude, her, I love that. Her her competitor is the Bolio guy in the morning. She's like that motherfucker. <laughs> she's got she's got to beat him to it. Yeah, literally though. He's like, I want to be people's primary source of carbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, anything else you want to talk about Mexico before we kind of just uh, talk about our week and and anything else? Yeah, uh, me and Philip over here were trying some stuff I brought back. Uh, what what have it, have your thoughts been on the last two things we've been drinking, Phil? Wow, you should have started me off with these because I could not put this down. This is so sweet, so good. It, if you guys like Nesquik or any kind of like chocolate shake, boozy shake, boozy kind of like creamy things, this is up your alley. More of like a rum chata, but more of a sweeter, more authentic rum chata. That, that's a good way to say it. That mezcal in it. Really adds a another layer that takes it home. You can taste the mezcal, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So what? What the last two things that Mia and Phil were uh, tasting were like mezcal uh, cream liqueurs. Uh, the first one was a uh, cappuccino flavored one, where it was like coffee, cream. Um, yeah, coffee and creamy based. You know, just very delicious, very enjoyable, very like a, a little bit more on the sweet, low ABV side. And then the last one, uh, this like pink Pepto Bismol looking motherfucker, is uh, pine nut uh, flavored uh, mezcal cream liqueur. What is it? Pine nut. Pine nut. Yeah. I I thought this could be fucking strawberry Nesquik. It was no, so I it's know, so right? good, dude. It's so good. Yeah, this is pine nut flavored uh, mezcal uh, cream liqueur, and um, just uh, this kind of segues into like one of the uh, uh, things that I wanted to bring up about the trip. Um, on this last trip to uh, Guanajuato, like I've told pe- a lot of people that um, I want to uh, get my own property in the city proper. In GTO. Uh, in GTO, I, I I would love like a a vacation home, or like if you owned a building where like you own the bottom side, you that's also a commercial front, and then you have the apartment on top. So that would be pretty dope. But like I would totally love that. Like on the last trip there, I noticed like how many. Um, mixology type places have opened up in the last year Mm -hmm. and like the last the three bars that we went to were all like 10 months was the oldest one and and they had like a perfect 10 months was the oldest establishment yeah 10 months what the fuck why they because like mixology is was just arriving there but like everybody's menu was like super like clean and high level like not like gimmicky with like sparkly shit or anything like that. You telling me that when you went there a year ago, they didn't have any mixology drinks. Not that much. No, me and wow. like me and Allah were looking for it, and like it was more nightclubby type environment, like mm-hmm. with a lot more binge drinking, with like qu- uh, quantity over quality. Mm-hmm. Like you, you could get like a liter of like tequila and squirt, like for like a, 150 pesos. Was it still the Is same it, or similar to 
No, because then, like, that was, like, to go out and, like, dance your ass off. Versus, like, this last time we went, we were, like, focusing on a lot more mixology-type places. And, like, places oh. with cocktails and, like, shit like that. Like, for to give you an example of one of the ones we tried that was, like, really impressive was we tried a whiskey sour, or Alo did, with, that had an avocado and green tea in it. Wow. Yeah. Avocado? Yeah. Exactly. And it was, like, super creamy and delicious. Oh. It was so fucking good. Jesus Christ. Uh, we tried a uh, mole old-fashioned that was made with ancho chilies and uh, banana in, in it as well. So it had a banana liqueur. It had ancho chili uh, bitters. You said a mole old-fashioned? Yeah. Like that, like, sauce-based? Like... Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, I don't even know if that sounds appetizing. How was it? Was it like mole? Mole is is think about it. Mole is like prom, prominent notes are chocolate, mm -hmm. cinnamon, peanuts, smokiness, yeah, smoky peppers, spicy. Mm -hmm. Like that sounds delicious in a whiskey based drink. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. So like, it, yeah, there okay. was just like a bunch of like things like that. Um, that was just super exciting. Um, and yeah, this is like. Just like our little homage to to that trip, you know, like uh, we visited a super fun bar called Mescalito. Mescalito. Yeah, where uh, I like the name. Their, their whole gimmick, uh, I swear to God, bro, it was the size of this, like half this basement, and their whole gimmick was uh, that they have different flavored mezcales, just like the one we're drinking on right now, mm -hmm. and then you can pay for like uh, I don't know six ten shots of like the different flavors and try as many as you want and. And, yeah, that's just kind of the thing. She's like, here, come try all of our flavored awesome mezcales. Uh, they're typically, like, creamy and, like, desserty. I love uh, it. It's like what and they, they're, like, really easy to sip on. It's what we do with Frojo, but they're doing it with mezcal-flavored drinks. Kind of, like, yeah. Get a, check, get a chocolate glass, come down here, we'll weigh it out. Whatever you, whatever it weighs, you pay that. Yeah, kind of. Uh, like for I remember we um, showed dope. up on, like, a Tuesday night, mm. bought two shots, and there was a three-for-one special. Yeah, so it was like, fuck, dude. Like, we weren't even trying to get, like, that much, but it forces you into it. That's got to be so cool to be able to get, like, belligerently drunk for half the price and feel safe because you know that you're not going to fuck up. Because if you fuck up, your ass is done. And anybody fucks with you, you go tell. You'd be like, senor, senor. They'll probably take 50 bucks from you for, like, <laughs> inconvenience them. But you're still safe. You could be like, yo, woo. It's going down. I'm yelling timber. Are you talking about the narco shit? I mean, yeah, the enforcers. That doesn't apply there. In, in the city. In the city, it doesn't apply. Remember, the, I, I just talked about how like they're they're not in there. They gotta be in the shadows. There's no way they the might be like, are like they might be like on the rough there, edges. You know? But like for I asked like tour guides, I asked uh, taxi drivers, oh, yeah. I asked everybody that who's like I had like more than two minutes in front of. And they were like, yeah, yeah, like, like it's pretty fucking, like, clear of that shit. There's pickpockets, but, yeah. like, that's, like, everywhere. There's pickpockets anywhere there's a crowd. There's not, not I mean, not in Beloit, but, uh, yeah, I guess everywhere, yeah. yeah well, because right, yeah. uh, there's not, like, a walking crowd in Beloit. No, no. There should be more people walking. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun, boys. Um, but, yeah, other than that, um, had a great time. I totally want to get a, a property down there. It's just uh, a little bit tough because it's uh, very well-guarded uh, properties down there. Like, the government makes you be a citizen of the, of Mexico to own this, uh, one of those. You can't be, like, a foreigner and buy... Or, like, maybe I'm wrong. This is what a fucking taxi driver told me. 
<laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Who's got the education of a second grader? This guy. That's God. pretty racist, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> Look clock? at this guy, man. Come on, man. God, you're such an elitist Hillary Clinton. This is why I didn't want to talk about this. God, look at this guy. He's so terrible to make these jokes, dude. God. Very disrespectful. Your dad and your grandfather looking down on you. <laughs> they're both still alive. <laughs> yeah, but they're still looking down on you for that comment. What the fuck, dude? I they felt him. that. They their knee pain showed up and like reminded them of what a piece of shit you are. But uh, to to keep on the piece of shit talk that we're t- we're talking about right now, would you be afraid that if you like raise your family down there, that they'd be like in engrossed? They would in- also only have a second grade education. <laughs> Hell no, dude! Nature. I feel like it'd be way easier to go to college down there. Yeah, that would be true. Yeah, it'd be way easier to go to college down there. It's it's cheaper and more affordable. I don't, I don't, people can like still pay with for it with like a daily job. I don't want to bring up your, your family's dirty business, but didn't you have a cousin or like a neat nephew or something like that that was like a pro skater? And oh yeah, like my my like junior Tony Hawk cousin. Yeah, yeah. What if your son becomes that? He was like, Daddy, no, I'm. This is a Fitbit or what? What, what is that called? A fidget spinner. A this fidget is a spinner. fidget spinner, Daddy. Look, like no, son, you don't know what this is. This is a waste of time. But he's like the best like fidget spinner guy in like Guanajuato. Well, then clearly I'm fucking wrong, aren't I, Phil? Well, I mean, isn't this what's going to happen to your son with your cousin, whatever his name is? You know know what, Phil? That's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen if if we were to go down there and like stay down there and have kids and that sort of shit? One, I would feel like at some point we would come over here so that they could like have a A prominence in both languages like exposure to both different cultures mm-hmm. and then they can just decide for themselves at some point in their life and being like which which part of life do I want to like participate in this side or that side a GTO Whatever. is so beautiful but America's got McDonald's fair yes that is and we have malls and suburbs and they're so cool and Burger King yeah like dude it, it's it's awesome oh yeah but like what would happen is like I would have kids down there, and they would be, like, the most fresa, Ed Maverick motherfuckers you've ever seen in your life, bro. Like, that's what would happen. Am I wrong, Luis? Deep in their like, No, you're not we, wrong. We would have, like, some, like, hipster And they're second generation, too, so yeah, that'd make them, like... Yeah, we would have some, like, like hipster-ass extra targets. kids <laughs> who, like, live in, like, a, a private colonia who, like, probably know the security guards mm-hmm. and, like... They're probably go to La Universidad de Guanajuato, which is like that like Notre Dame like university in the center of the city. They're yeah, part we, of the soccer team, like they, they you know. They it, would probably would be, a whole like thing. be kind of like thriving birds down there, like with yeah. like going to like a different fucking palapa. Every, guys, I I gotta bring What's this up. What's a palapa? Up. I gotta bring this up here. Have, have you guys ever heard of that word palapa? Is that a word you're familiar with? Never heard it once in my life. Okay, so a palapa is this incredible, like, open, like, salon-type theme where okay. it's, like, you have, like, this adobe-style, like, uh, just, how do I explain it? Like, open-air meeting space where a lot of the times it'll be centered with, like, um, some sort of shade that's, like like, usually permanent um that's got that like adobe style like like an architecture awning? yeah like on like and then they also have like stages they usually have like a little like dancing area they usually have like citrus trees growing in the middle of them just so it feels a little like natural and shit 
and then there's like always space for um like other people to like cater it's just it's essentially like an open air um just a meeting space like a party it looks like a, a gazebo made by the beach that's what yes. it looks like so it's just like a lot yes. of it's just like the uh, it's just a gazebo right um and most of their parties are held like that and it's just so enjoyable guys i cannot tell you how how enjoyable it is to like be outside partying like that like it's uh-huh. just, it's just i i just can't like overstate it like it it, it kind of sucks during the middle of the day when like the sun is beating down but like at night, everybody just loosens up. Like it's it's got that like cool like late night air in the air in the air at that time, and everybody's just dancing hard as fuck. How many days were you out there? Seven, eight, eight. In those eight days, did you see any like educational parties happening at the gazebo, or is this a bunch of like, you know, Victoria? What the fuck is an educational party? You yeah, know, what the fuck are you talking to about? Better the you know the environment or something like that, or you know what, folks, let's pick up the trash today. Or like how you know, it just sounds like a, like a party festival. Well, I did it go to like baptize somebody. Sounds like Mardi Gras. So I did go to baptize somebody. So that would make sense. That does, we a, were... does the whole town celebrate in the baptism? No, it was. I don't know why you would pick up on that. Like this was. I am describing the baptism right now. Oh, I thought you were just talking about the streets of GTO. No, GTO. no, that was not the streets. No, that was oh, the okay. a baptism, and mm-hmm. I like. Open air parties, badass. And you, we, we need to improve our outside partying game, guys. You're the Godfather. I agree. Right? Yes, I was the Godfather. Yeah. That uh, did you make the your godson fight in a boxing thing? <laughs> no, I didn't. Because uh, uh, I saw that, I was like, damn, that poor child's gonna get fucked up. <laughs> my uh, cousin from over there, who's like 18, has some boxing gloves. And was giving them to a cousin who was like eight and another one who was like seven. I was going to say, they did and not they, look 18. <laughs> no, eight. Those were seven. kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were both wearing, and like they can't even like punch hard enough to like do anything. I think you were screaming, hit him in his face, hit him in his face. That is exactly what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> they needed to learn a jab, bro. Oh, yeah. If we don't teach them, who will? Well, I mean, they will learn from these parties. That this is why to- you came out fucked up. Nobody taught you a jab. <laughs> That's true. Sure. Nobody taught me, dude. To. If you knew a jab, you would have fucking cleaned up in middle school. Dude, I would have zagged <laughs> when I would have cleaned zigged. up, Phil. I zagged when it I should have jigged. Knockout, bitch. Pop. Pop. One more. Nope. I, I went to self righteous, bro. But instead, you didn't have a big brother to look out for you. No. That's that's why Luis is here today. Luis and the yeah, Holy dude. I, I used to do. I we used to box each other. Not us personally, but like. My group of friends, we would, you know, what we would do, we would, and I, I'll see if I can find a video of this. We would go to Walmart in the middle of the day and put on the boxing gloves that they were selling, and then fight, <laughs> fight right there in the aisles of Walmart God. for like two, two minutes at a time. That's great, Luis. How did you feel about the music down there? What were they listening to? Some, some uh, corridos tumbados, some Natael Cano, or Bro, you already know, some, dog. You some already peso know pluma. Nobody? You already know nothing but peso pluma all day, every day. Peso pluma. Dude, nothing but. Que le parece esa morra? La que anda bailando sola. You see the guy that says bella. Yeah, he says bella. I, mean, I cannot overstate how much guy, fun it was, bro. Luis. That's my guy, bro. I cannot overstate how much fun it is when everybody just knows, like, the bops. And and I was telling this guy, like, on the group chat, one of my, like, I don't know why, right? I don't know why. But, like, I came back from over there, 
just fucking enjoying the, that genre of music way more than ever before. Cause oh, great. I, cause, <laughs> Bro, like, it's fun. No, literally, like, I used to, like, look down on it. I used to not like it. I used to think it sounded like polka music. Same. Same. Like, I used to think it sounded like polka music. And then, like, you involve yourself in, like, or you dip your toe in the culture a little bit. And then you're like, you know what? I get it now. Like I am bellico. I don't know what it is about it, but, like... That like raw like energy about it like I can I can hear it now it like channels like correctly now it's not let me let it, me know if this is also how you feel about it but like my fiance pointed out like part of the reason why I enjoy it now more than I did maybe like five years ago is like and actually one of the producers of uh, someone Natael uh, music said this is that they're not dressed like fucking I 20 dudes in like cowboy hats like, i actually was thinking the exact same thing uh like, like they look cool ago. as fuck dude yeah like not they got face tattoos they're wearing like dude, modern shit they're embracing the gangster rap appeal of it they are embracing that side of it and they're just like like yo we are basically gangster rappers like we let's just fucking like lean into that side of it like we like that Gucci, we like Cartier. We're gonna rap about like getting our ladies fake tits, fake asses, and like Gucci Cartier bags and like shit. But like we're gonna that. do it with trumpet in the background. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With a trumpet, a fucking trombone, a tuba, and an accordion, motherfuckers. Dude, the music videos are wild too. I feel like that's also why I love it. They're just like having a fucking party and it like there happens to be a camera there yeah i was gonna say it's like it feels like music videos from like 15 years ago bro yes like it feels like music videos from like a different era but with like 4k cameras i guarantee you it's captured like almost too good almost too good (laughs) it's like you know what i don't need this much definition Within the next 12 to 18 months, we're going to see one of their videos, meaning like Junior H or Fuerza Regida or Grupo Frontera. They're going to have a music video directed by Cole Bennett, who famously does a lot of the Lyrical Lemonade videos, who did just recently the Jack Black Peaches video. Like He's kind of like the hottest director Dude, right I bet, now. I bet he's going to do the Apeso Pluma thing. For sure. I for bet. sure. He, like because they're just so big now like you got videos of drake listening to them like bad bunnies listening to them and like famously squashing beef so it's like it's it's probably the most up-and-coming genre of music right now and probably because there's so many second and first generation Mm -hmm. uh latin x in the country you know I personally don't like it. I get. I, uh, I mean, I would have agreed with you, bud. But like, up until that last point, up until like the I, like I started like listening to this music a lot more, and a lot of the comments, bro, in in like the in like how how telling is this, right? How like this is anecdotal, like a hundred percent. But a lot of the commentary in uh, these videos, like when when you go listen to this music on YouTube or anything, it talks about like. Like, they're Colombians, they're Venezuelans. Like, dude, like, this is, like, bigger than, like, American, like, set firstborn or secondborn. Like, it's probably, like, a combined force, you know what I mean? Peso yeah. Pluma? Yeah. But, yeah, that motherfucker has, like, fans all over the globe, you know? Like, I, he could probably yeah. just do a Latin America tour and probably be pretty good for a while. It's pretty crazy because, yeah. aesthetically, he's like a Machine Gun Kelly. 
kind of like thin, thin, rail, wiry, wiry, yeah. Yankee. And like I, terrible whole, haircut. That whole theme of music genre. Terrible haircut. But I, dude, I love his haircut. Bro, I fucking love it. It's so terrible on purpose that I love it. It kind of reminds me good. of like high school, middle school dances. Like when you like, you know, you ask them to formal and all this stuff. And yeah. all they're doing is playing, like you said, gangster rap. It's like the equivalent of like Little Wayne lollipop. It's like Peso Puma, like, yeah, his voice is very distinctive. Like, yeah, it's very. you're right. He's like T-Pain in 2008. Yeah, 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 and that's not a bad thing. T Pain, that was a legendary era. I was over there with Green Day. I was like, "Wake me up!" Yeah, you were you're all alone ranch. with the fucking loners that like were like <laughs> socially awkward and couldn't like stand being around each other, mm-hmm. and most of the time boycotted like social events. Literally, you yeah, two, yeah, 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 you two guys are in there grinding. I'm out there saying like, "Dude, this music's fucking fake, bro." Look, you know what's real music? That guy screaming on the alleyway. Yeah, this. <laughs> You know what's real music? This emo music from like three, four generations ago that I can't get over. Juan, exactly. I got to give you your flowers. You're, I'm going through some of the comments under uh, PRC, the Peso Pluma Natal Cano song. And dude, España, estoy con vosotros. Soy de Chile. Me encanta Te digo, la música. It's, it's I live in America and I, I love this music. Desde Argentina, esforzándome para colaborar con los grandes artistas. Viva México, hijos de su chingada madre y arriba las chivas. That one is probably unrelated, but I didn't have to say that one. But, <laughs> I see, bro. Yeah. I was telling you, dude. Like, pueblo o polvo ruedas y también cristal, güey. Like, I'm telling you. Me levanto baño y luego me pongo a formar. All over the world, they, they're, like, enjoying that, like, genre of, like, hey, por just that energy. With Becky G, por las noches, that's a banger. Not Becky that's G. Chanel, güey. Chanel is a Becky G one, but Por Las Noches, yeah. both of those songs are badass. They're both bangers. But, okay. Uh, Phil, I can't even right. be that mad at you, but, like, I'm kind of curious. Like, what is, like, the reasons that, like, like you, like, you're allergic to that genre or most of those style of songs? It's just, Let's end the podcast on this yes. and then our so. song recommendation for the week. Fair. Oh. Oh. Well, I mean, like, like you were saying, like, I'm more of the Ed Maverick school. I'm more of the Vincent Fernandez uh, field of like Mexican music, and by that, that's the equivalent of like fucking Vampire Weekend, I guess. Nah, like right? it's I more mean... like Arctic Monkeys and like yeah, and like uh, um, what's his name? The the other lyricist Bon Jovi, the lyricist motherfucker. I said I couldn't sing Dylan. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Vincent, you comparing Vincent Fernandez A little to Bob bit, Dylan? Like probably. Dude, Vincent Fernandez had a run before Peso Pluma could crawl. Are you kidding me? That's a, supposed to be a good compliment. He won a Pulitzer Prize. Vincent Fernandez? No, Bob Dylan. Oh, Bob, D- Bob Dylan. Clearly, you don't listen to the show because Bob Dylan raped the 12-year-old girl. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, you <laughs> so, always remind me of that. <laughs> so, I, Vincent Fernandez is a great guy. And so, to finish off with the Peso Pluma, yeah, it's yeah, what, what it is. is. It? If I had a girlfriend, I'd be like, dude, this guy said shit, dude. I you just play it and whatever argument I had, it's gone. I just gotta try to move my hips to the beat of the music, and then it's bam. Me, I'm a single guy. I don't gotta move my hips anymore. I'm just there. <laughs> I'm drinking. I'm like this. Mo- this music's overrated. Bring me out. Bring me up, Vincent Fernandez. Bring You're me like, up bring me Bob some Dylan. shit that I can like be drinking to. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, that's 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 the bottom. You line. like the self-loathing, the self-pity, the Johnny Cashes, the yeah. uh, Lu- Luis Miguel. 
Fair. Ahora te puedes amachar. That means now it's time to get the fuck out. That means Fair. it's time to march on, bitch. Luis I'm Miguel, drinking. Luis Miguel is legendary. You can't you can't oh, hate yeah. on that. And that's that's my school. Maybe you know, if any of the viewers and listeners at home could probably change that. You know what? I sympathize with you, Phil. Before, um, like, I started getting into mm-hmm. like a f- like, and this is like the only year I I got into this. And like before, two years ago, I used to not be in a bad bunny, but like I've just been slowly like expanding my my tastes, like um, like a few artists at a time, and like it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Sometimes you just like open your taste a little bit, and like you you just like like you're able to. Uh, Get with the culture of the place a lot better, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I would feel like I was missing out if I went to those bars and I didn't, like, know, like, at least a little bit of, like, like Ella Baila Sola. Can you imagine if I was at, Ella Sola. If I was, like, over there at a bar and, like, they play that and, like, the whole bar singing and I'm just, like, looking around like, yeah, 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 yeah. this is pretty cool, right? They're just bobbing my head. Like, yeah, that's cool, but also, like, if you know that shit, mm-hmm. like, you're just participating in it, like, you're having that much more fun, and, like, sometimes, like, because we are who we are, and, like, mm-hmm. we we have access to those cultures, like, I don't know, I feel like you're kind of missing out a little bit, like, I, on, like, a, a window one, one. or, like, mm-hmm. a piece of, like, really fun part of our life that, like, it's true. is just there that you have access to that you could access if you wanted to. I, I'm glad you, you brought that up, Juan, because just like me, I don't want the viewers at home, the listeners at their work, listening on their car, commuting to their jobs, that uh, I don't want them to miss out on 13 TMI's new album that just came out on May 13th. Go on and check it out. Uh, That's my top three Mexican artists. is Bad Bunny, Avinte Fernandez, and 13 TMI. Beso Bluma. I think Bad Bunny is uh, Puerto Rican, bro. Yeah, I know. He's Latino. We're all Mexican. Come on. Let's not knock it off. If you're proud of your nations, knock it off. We're all American. Right, Luis? Just proves the point, huh, Luis? Yeah, I really wrapped it up in a nice bow and delivered it to the listeners' ears. Thank you so much for watching another episode of the VYV podcast where we break down food, wine, news, and a childhood drama. This has been Luis Pablo, Juan Legend, and Philip Golden Corral with episode 87. We'll see you all next week. Next week.